episode 31 of Booze and Phasers. I'm Audrey Kearns, your host. And I'm Claudia Dolph, your other host. Yes. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we drink and talk about nerdy stuff. But it's actually going to be really exciting today, Claudia, because we're going to talk about musicals. Oh, my God. I love it. And I love you musicals. Are such a nerd. Yeah. This is like going to be in your wheelhouse because I love musicals, but you are crazy. I love musicals. I've been in a ton of musicals. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. And yeah. our guest today is actor and writer uh, Mike Rock. How are you doing, Mike? I'm Mike. good. Thank you for having me, Claudia and Audrey. We're glad you're Mutual here. Mutual hosts. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, you know, and I kind of feel like uh, when we talked about coming to do the podcast, right. you were both kind of like, but are you really more of a sci-fi guy or a fantasy guy or blah? And I was like, not really either, actually. Yeah. Well, and, we were trying uh, to like narrow Well, like, we'd like to we find talk? out, like, yeah. what are you geeky My about? What are you passionate about? Yeah. What yeah. are you passionate about? We didn't want you to come here and have to talk about something that, that you have you no don't. interest in. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it, but I, there's, I carry a, sh- a lifelong shame, you guys, because I've always liked. You have a lot of friends I'm who are a, into. But my <laughs> thing is that I've always been a liker of those uh-huh. things, but I've never been a, like a total, like, you know, dyed in the wool, going yeah. deep kind of nerd about, about like, for example, sci-fi fantasy or that yeah. kind of stuff. But that's the weird thing. Like people who are super enthusiastic or super geeky about a thing mm-hmm. in general they like it when other people like their stuff. They don't hate a person for not being no. as geeky as them. Yeah. Right, right, right. And yet, as a child, I remember feeling like ashamed that I wasn't quite <laughs> as into, you know, certain things like Battlestar or whatever it was. Like, I remember, like, growing right. up feeling like... Well, you feel like you're kind of on the outside. I mean, there's plenty of things that, that people like that um, even in the... Like our nerdy world, yeah. There, there's it's so big now. There are like like diehard fans of a certain um, series or books, or it's like I have no idea what you're talking about, but I feel like I should, and I feel like I don't want to tell you that I don't know what you're talking about because like the shame, yeah. Or even I notice every football season because I love football so much. I yeah. get very passionate, geeky about my football team and musicals, and I, I'm geeky about a lot of things. But I know it's a huge Twitter drop off. Every football season, <laughs> because I'm rooting for the Cowboys, and not the, every Sunday there will be yeah. a lot of tweets about yeah. the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. You and do, and like, I look at them all. I don't, I don't look away from you because yeah. I know that you're. But you be like tweeting. football too. That's so true. That's, but I'm not can, into pro football. I'm only into college football. Are, do you like football? You're, you're are you still into sports? Yeah, we're not. Gonna, we're not going to talk about oh, the Green Bay Packers, are we? Because if we're going to spend this entire hour talking about the Green Bay Packers the whole time and how they're the greatest team in NFL history, the Cowboys. Full disclosure: I actually work for the NFL during the season. I do, I I narrate That's a show right. called. Do Replay. you really? Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, I mean, cross my fingers that they they they, yeah. they rehire me every. I mean, they yeah. you know. Well, you've got the best it? voice. You got the best on air voice. Uh, that's very kind. It is. It is. Now. Let's talk about other stuff you do. Now, you, um, Kelly Holden, who's been on our show quite yeah. a few times. She has. And, she's been on the show too much. Let's I face think it was it. twice, right? Um, it was twice. Way too many times. <laughs> two times is two times too many. JK, Kelly. Love you. <laughs> um, both of you are involved in Impro Theater. We are. We are main. I'm a, I'm a newly minted main company member at Impro Theater Los Angeles. Thank you. Can I say something? Yes. I just signed up for classes there. Yes. That's fantastic. So nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Lisa Ferguson, I think, is teaching my class. Oh, well, she's good. Nice. She's going to be a great she's teacher. She's the very best. Yeah. 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 She's, she has she's the Florida connection with uh, yeah. Audrey. Yeah, Sack we met Florida, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be great. Say mm-hmm. this is someone's first time listening to Booze and Phasers. And if it is, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, listening. Tell us what Impro Theater is. Impro Theater is a Los Angeles-based uh, theater company 
that happens to specialize in completely unscripted full-length plays in the genres and styles of various playwrights and um, and styles of theater. So, for example, we'll do full-length, 90-minute, two-act plays in the style of Tennessee Williams mm-hmm. or Jane Austen or Chekhov or mm-hmm. Shakespeare or Charles Dickens uh, or L.A. Um, noir style, uh, Dashiell mm-hmm. Hammett kind of, that kind of thing. Um, and Twilight Zone and uh, Dorothy Sondheim, Parker yeah. and Stephen Sondheim. One of the, um, before you were involved Stephen in musicals. the theater, uh, it, uh, Mike, it was, God, this was years and years and years ago. Actually, Lisa Fredrickson was in this one. It was the Sondheim unscripted. Yeah. From what I understand, because I'm not a singer, I can't sing, I don't know, understand a lot about music, but I understand that his music is very difficult. It is very difficult. And it's so fun, though. Talk about jaw-dropping, watching. It was, it was, I, I've seen quite a few impro shows, and that was one of my favorites because just what the, the improvisational singing and um, the, the plot of the play that was created right in front yeah. of me, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. It's the one genre that I'm the most intimidated by. I, 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 I can't imagine. You. So you're I more can't in, imagine doing that. You're more intimidated by... By Sondheim than Shakespeare unscripted? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. with, with w- back when we all first met one another and, and our, all our mutual mm-hmm. friends, we were all doing short form improv right. stuff where you jump on stage and do like a five minute thing. And so we, would do, not, we wouldn't shy away from doing a five minute opera or a five minute right. musical of some sort uh, at all. But the idea of a full length um, musical is a little intimidating. But the, and the idea of a full length <laughs> musical in the style of Stephen Sondheim time is super intimidating just because musically he's very uh i guess complicated intricate yeah intricate is a good way to say it so um i haven't ever i haven't with impro done a sound time yet yeah is that on your bucket list with impro is to do a sound time yeah i want to be able to do every i want to be ready willing and able to do every genre now there's also um uh, your best friend Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Holden Bashar, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a booze and favors regular. Let's face it. Um, there's also the studio. So you're in the main company, right? But then there's also the studio, and she was just on promoting the Stranger Suggestions, yeah. which is based right. on Stranger Things. So there's also a lot of pop culture kind of stuff. There's the Ripley unscripted. So oh, so Impro Theater that. is a theater company that uh, does shows mm-hmm. in in legit theaters around Los Angeles. And so uh, you recently had 700 people. At the Broad, right? We did. Was, we had yes. Over the course of three nights, or at we the had Ford. Was it the Ford? At the Ford, Ford, there were about seven hundred people to yeah. watch L.A. Noir unscripted yeah, which is in the outdoor uh, amphitheater yeah. of the Ford. Uh, but we also just did three nights of nineteen sixty six holiday variety extravaganza, oh uh, like uh, the old Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, yes. those types of holiday shows from uh-huh, like the sixties yeah. and seventies. So we did an improvised version of those shows at the Broad here in Santa Monica. Um, and we sold out like 1,200 seats over three nights. It was amazing. Um, speaking of Kelly, I mean, Kelly, like in the musical styles in particular, I mean, Kelly's great at everything. She's yeah, one of those utility so outfielders yeah. who's yeah. just a superstar at everything. Yeah. But in those musical things, she's like um, ridiculously yeah. amazing. I yeah. mean, I'm... It's she's one of the the people who I'm like holy cow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, yeah, and in that show she played this kind of like sassy, boozy um, Vegas Kelly? member of the family. I can't I believe don't think it. I know. Very uncharacteristic. <laughs> uh, sassy. So yeah. So so just to get to your point, the 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 main company uh, does full length plays um, all uh, wherever we you know contract with theaters to do. But we have a black box space in Los Feliz. We have a, a forty seat or something um, black box space 
and uh, and a couple of other rooms in that same uh, little mall uh, where we teach and 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 etc. And in the black box space, in the last couple of years, it's it's opened up to be a place where. Uh, students at the school can put on shows and outside shows can come in and kind of combine forces with impro people to put on shows. And one of the things that's been fascinating to watch is uh, we have a, um, uh, uh, the improvised generation Star Trek show. Yes, we had, we had uh, Paul Hall and Elisa. Uh, and, and, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. and, and uh, that's amazing. And uh, Stranger Suggestions, which is based on Stranger Things, of course. Uh-huh. And then sort of every genre uh, show sort mm-hmm. of picks a title and the main thrust of it is based on that thing, like Stranger Suggestions. But they kind of it, it kind of also draws from similar shows, movies, and, and things like, like that. Like Stranger Suggestions ended up being like kind of like an 80s. Yeah, yeah, there's Goonies in yeah. there and there's, yeah. there's other, other elements of, of, of things. And that, I mean, that those guys are amazing putting yeah. together that. And uh, um, uh, and a lot of your, uh, you know, a lot of fellowship people yes. uh, from the from the show, the brilliant show Fellowship. Um, that the musical needs, parody of the Lord of the Rings. That needs a reunion. Uh, That's my favorite with. musical, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And so, so there's a bu- so the bunch of, of genre shows at, um, at Impro Theater that are not main company things. Right. So our our our, our theater is compri- comprised of uh, the the main company of of performers and genres and uh, out there doing stuff, and then the school, uh-huh. and then the. Um, Impro Studio Theater presents mm-hmm. uh, the productions that happen there. So it's this really cool right. three, th- three-headed hydra. Well, that's, it's, really, <laughs> well it's, it's really incredible what Impro has become and how it keeps expanding and growing. And I'm really excited to see, you know, kind of conquer the world and everything, you know, because I know you guys get to travel every once in a while. You're going to Oregon again this year, right? Oregon Shakespeare yeah. and uh, and a, 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 a small cadre of people are going to a, a, a theater festival in Arkansas and uh, another a cadre of people are going to Dubai to do some shows oh and amazing. classes. Yeah. And cool. uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Dan O'Connor, the artistic director, just got back from Oslo, Norway, teaching. That's right. And, uh, yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. fun. That's re- that's congratulations that's to cool. you and to yeah. the theater. And then um, I don't know. We were in. It, it was a few months ago. We were in the inaugural uh, episode. Can you say inaugural yeah. show mm-hmm. of yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, after school special, that's which is right. a, a show that you do down at Nerdist School. Yeah, it's a very casual on yeah. live on stage chat show featuring uh, cool people from comedy, film, television, and crime. We were the coolest that you had, though, so right? We were the fir- Are you kidding me? You were the first people I asked. You were the first, first <laughs> okay. people I thought of. Yes. Okay. There you go. And, <laughs> Apart from my girlfriend. You're, wel- you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's a given. Um, you have to. Yeah. Um, and there's one, well, it'll be in past tense uh, by this time this is up, but there's one tonight that I'm going to. Which I'm looking forward to. The, yeah. Yes, yeah. at the time, <laughs> at the time, that, at the time that people are hearing this podcast, there was a great, great. It was episode awesome, of After School Special featuring Brian D. Bradley, yes. film producer, writer, actor, and uh, and musical theater impresario from Fellowship, the musical <laughs> based on Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Claire Sarah will have been on the show. <laughs> she was talented. so funny. Oh, she's so funny in oh in that After School that. Special that happened yeah, tonight. She she was, she was amazing. She's on point. And Lisa Gottman, who ha, who's a stand up and teaches stand up and produces. Some of her uh, jokes were so good. <laughs> that show, that one was, joke, that, that one I was joke like, was, was crying. amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that's at Nerdist School. I'm a, f- a faculty member at Nerdist School. And when you, you teach writing, right? Uh, uh, improv and improv. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's a it's a great 
um, little place right next to Meltdown Comics mm-hmm. and collect- Collectibles here Which in Los Angeles. Which is kind of a uh, one of the best uh, comic stores in... Yeah, I was going to say in Orlando. I was oh. thinking of all the Florida people. Wow. <laughs> Meltdown's huge in Orlando, Florida, in Los Angeles. All right. On that note, let's... Uh, let's um, Claudia, tell us about our sponsor. Oh, yes. Thank you, Devotion Vodka. Uh, You know, going strong, 31 episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, American-made, gluten-free, sugar-free, delicious vodka. It's really good. A lot of flavors. They have different flavors. They have a a wonderful coconut vodka, which I just They also have a cool, um, you know, I don't think we ever talk about this, but they also, well, actually, you mentioned it last time. They have a cool logo. I like the logo. They have a really cool logo. Yeah. It's, It's just like these really pretty wings that wrap around the bottle. Yeah. Um, and they do have all the um, nutritional information. information, you know, as nutritional as vodka can get. Yeah. But they do. Are, it makes the, you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> they're the only vodka that puts the nutritional information on the back. Um, and, you know, I think that, yeah. that they, they it's, it's a small company and they do take very good care of the product that they are selling. Yeah, so, check them out online, you. and if you don't find them in one of your stores, um, order, you know, or find a, yeah. ask your you stores pretty, to car- carry the yeah, devotion. a lot of, I think most Ralph's, if you're in the um, Los Angeles area, wherever there's Ralph's, they have it, yeah. so you can find it. It's getting there. But I if, you're in, mini bottles. if you're in Orlando, Florida, like right. I just well, mentioned, they yeah. ask them to carry. Ralph's is part of Kroger, the Kroger. Oh, it is. That's Chinese right. So you should have Kroger it in Kroger Kroger is more then. nationwide. Uh, yeah, speaking of vodka, we should, I should contact Devotion because at Impro, we do check off and we fake drink <gasps> vodka on stage. You so could real drink we vodka. Should, well, that we would be a great we would, sponsor. We, we would probably <laughs> that would be an amazing. We would probably show. offer the audience vodka. <laughs> we would probably steer clear of it. Okay, I went to like. But I we can't fake, wait till I get in that show after all these classes. We went and to the place we would vodka. <laughs> on that note, let's have our our toast, yeah. which we've missed the last. We couple. I we know. keep forgetting we our toast. Forget. Thanks, Mike. For being here. I can't read you. To musicals. But before we get to musicals. Oh, we got a sip first. Yeah. <laughs> One of our favorite parts of this podcast is reading William Shatner tweets. Yes. Shatner. Shatner. So, Claudia, what happened this week? Um, so, there's a couple. A couple silly, a couple sassy. And then um, there was a sweet one. So, let's see. Where shall I start? Okay. Oh, this is a fun. This is funny. Uh, so Lauren Horridge uh, at L Horridge tweeted, "Don't you get tired of responding to idiots because he likes to fight? We know at this point he likes to fight a lot. He's he cantankerous. Does, yeah, he's cantankerous. Uh, I imagine it must get exhausting." <laughs> and William Shatner tweeted back, "It's social media. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there, there you, you have, have. <laughs> the facts of life." <laughs> and then musical notes. That's emojis. nice. Shatner. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I yeah. I don't think I've ever told you guys my sh- little Shatner story. It's You're gonna very have brief. to now. It's Go. very brief. Okay. Oh, do you have another one? I have three. Oh, so I'm sorry. Okay. two more, and then we got Shatner okay. story. I love Shatner stories. This one you'll have to look up. So please go to your Twitter accounts as you are tweeting us your um, suggestions for movie musicals and look at William Shatner's um, tweet for today. He said, "Happy Cinco de Mayo." Cinco is spelled S-I-N-K-O. De Mayo, but it meant Mayo, M-A-Y-O. And he has a picture of a, um, a an empty thing of mayonnaise and a sink. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Cinco de Is he getting yelled Mayo. at? <laughs> yeah. That's so punny. Super punny. He likes the puns. He, he likes emojis. The puns. 
And then he had a really sweet one yesterday. Yesterday was Star Wars Day. May it is Cinco de Mayo. We're recording on Cinco de Mayo, and uh, which means nothing. Okay, yeah. it means nothing. You're just—it's not Mexican Independence Day. Don't. Uh, <laughs> the Battle of Puebla, but read up about it. It's not, don't get Claudio started. Yeah. <laughs> Go have your margaritas and okay. excuse to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so William Shatner goes, and this was really sweet for yesterday. May the fourth be with you. Uh, since much of the earth is already into Thursday, remembering the rebel princess, since she isn't here to give me grief about today. And then he posted a picture of silhouettes of uh, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. It says, may the fourth be with you. Oh, that's that very sweet. sweet. That's really that's sweet. sweet. Yeah. They just unveiled the new tombstone, like the yeah. thing, um, her tombstone and everything. Yeah. So we should yeah. go visit. And- we should go visit. We should go visit soon. And- What's your William Shatner story, Mike? It's so brief. Uh, so I was on a flight and I saw him on the plane and he was in coach. And I was like, well, that's so weird that, first of all, I mean, he could buy the plane. But, I mean, yeah. it's so weird. That he's, and, and price line. And also the price. <laughs> and I was like, the why is, you know, he's, yeah. It just was. It just didn't <laughs> yeah. make sense, right? Yeah. It didn't make sense for but I was like, oh, I suppose there are probably some circumstances mm-hmm. under which you just like, I just got to get on this airplane, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was like, and it was a late, super late cross country flight. <laughs> and, but I could not, this is, I mean, I'm a terrible yeah. person. Okay. And I thought I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to, as he walks off the plane, I'm going to ask him if I can meet, if I, I'm going to say to him, can I meet you? I'm a fan. Can I meet you? And then I was like, don't do that. I don't, yeah. don't yeah. want to do that. Don't do that. And then I was like, I Come on, I can't. I can't. Well, no, you get it's a chance. chance in a lifetime. And yeah. and so so I was right near him, and we were both in the back of the plane, and so we were both last last off the aircraft. And as we're walking off the aircraft, <laughs> he's I'm a few steps ahead. Are you of, super nervous at this point? Are of you, course. Are you freaking out? And yeah. I'm a few steps ahead of him, and we're literally just stepping out and into the gate area off the plane and we both kind of pause and and kind of rearrange our jackets and Uh whatever. And I just kind of turn a little bit in his direction without getting close to him. And I just turn, I say like, um, I'm wondering if I could meet you because I'm a fan. And he... Oh no! He kind of of did this jowly growl, kind of like, and turned away and went, no, 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 no. (laughs) And, And then I was like, Fair enough. Yeah. I asked. He answered. He answered. He did. I had a similar experience, except I can't really tell it on the mic because it, it requires visuals, but um, where I got the growly because I wanted to meet him, but it was at a convention. It wasn't even a nerd convention. It was like a, biz- a television business convention, like a producer convention. So he kind of did the growly thing and uh, begrudgingly said hello, and then there's some visuals to go with it. But, yeah, it was just like I – because he was actually walking out the door. Yeah. I think he had done all the fan stuff and was walking out the door, and I was like, ah. Yeah. You know, but um, – um, But I violated the prime directive. I mean, I was talking to him out in the wild. Said you're not a nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime directive. Yeah, well, you but, know, but I, I get it because you're in that place where you're just like, this will never happen again. I got it. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. I did that. I did that on a, a plane once with someone from Firefly, but he was um, much younger and not like a huge icon like yeah. William Shatner. Well, I did that to Linda Harrison, who was Nova in the old, the original Planet of the Apes, and I was a big fan of hers. And I met her at a Doctor Who convention. This is years ago, and she was less than friendly. <laughs> and I was like, and it was sort of like my first, like I just moved out to Los Angeles and. I, I, you know, it was at uh, it was at the Doctor Who convention that's out here. That's Gallifrey One. It's yeah. huge now. Back then, no, you yeah. could go whenever yeah. you wanted. And 
she was there and it's like oh, I've dressed up. But as you're Nova. at a convention. I know she's at a table at a convention where no one is talking to her. And I was like, I'm a big fan. I've dressed up as Nova for for oh. Halloween's. And I was like, you know, like, was it exciting to play Nova? And she's like, I don't know. I was fucking the producer. <gasps> and I was like, it was her boyfriend. Like, if you, if it, she was dating the producer, but that yeah. she was like, but just fr- nonplussed. The way she, first of all, first of all, the way she framed it was yeah. gross. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. like yeah. it was sort of like it was a Hollywood thing, you yeah. know, yeah. When in fact, and it I wasn't. Was like, yeah. I mean, oh, wow, that okay. is Hollywood. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, let's move on to. To news, I don't know if we'll get to all of these today, yeah. but I think um, we should definitely talk about, uh, Claudia picked this one out, um, and she should, because uh, it needs to be talked about, is the new Wonder Woman trailer and poster. Oh, yeah. What were your first thoughts, Claudia? What do you think about Wonder Woman right now? Um, I'm excited about it now. I've gone, it's, my uh, hopes and dreams have fluctuated as this project has, was, mm-hmm. you know, first announced, and it's. DC, which I'm very, like I said, cautiously optimistic about the movie at this point. Because DC hasn't, at this point, delivered on anything so far. Yeah, that's, that's how booze um, and phasers feel. You know, that's, yeah, that's our personal <laughs> yeah, opinion. I mean, yeah. if you love Batman versus Superman, it's We don't understand, weird, but, but, but we get it. I um, mean, so <laughs> you... <laughs> The faces, you live, you live listeners, listeners, the, listeners. The faces you. on your host right now are very downtrodden. They may be laughing, but it is through pain. But you, you know, in my personal opinion, they've lost the essence of who Superman is, and yeah. you know, those movies, Suicide Squad. I left. I, I it was forty five minutes of explaining who everybody was, and, and anyways, get back to Wonder Woman. Uh, so I was excited to hear about it. Excited that Patty Jenkins is directing it. It's not Zack Snyder. Um, I love Gal Gadot and, as as Wonder Woman, and uh, the first uh, trailer loved. Second trailer didn't love as much. This trailer, I really loved it. I really like this. trailer. I really love this trailer. Did you have any uh, reaction to the trailer? Did you see? It? I, yes. Did you see the trailer? Um, I loved it. I thought it looked cool, uh-huh. and it looked it made her look super powerful, and yeah. and um, that sort of. Uh, that moment when uh, that creepy guy is like, "Who's who's the girl?" or whatever. Oh, David! Why he's um, always playing creepy guys? Yeah. He's so good. Uh, you know that it was a it was a cool sort of empowering moment that that, yeah. that she was like, "I'm the princess." Bo-. Diane Prince. Yeah. Diane Prince. And he's like, yeah. "Right." Princess, yeah. So, but at the you know, but at the same time, I was like, um, I, I just I don't know. I kind of wanted. I felt like I wanted it more to be about her. Um, origin story i guess is what i'm trying to say is that but um i think we are gonna like this tra- the the last trailer they released or the teaser they released was her on the island yeah the mascara oh i didn't yeah. see that yeah yeah but I, I did it looks like though i got the feeling that they get off the island pretty quick so i don't know yeah. how much we're actually gonna hear about it and what i can't wait is like i feel like this is the movie that we need to get out of the way and I hope it's really good that we need to get out of the way so we can get to the adventures. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is going to be how she came in touch with the modern world, yeah. you know, away from the island and everything. And after this movie, she's going to start, you know, she'll come to America and then she'll make everything okay. <laughs> Didn't <in America. laughs> Did this bother you? I don't know if this bothered because it kind of bothered me. What? It being a period piece, the joke about the sword doesn't really go with the outfit. I That yeah. kind of went... <laughs> Yeah, that's not something that was Screeched they would the say. Brakes. You know I what I mean? So, I, but it, but I'm like, let it go. It's Wonder Woman. 
It didn't bother me because television series did not yeah. make sense. It was still wonderful, and I loved it. Yeah, it didn't bother me just because of the time period. It was really the the other woman saying it. Okay, you know, and because she's going to be really naive to the modern world at that time. I, I gotta say, my favorite part though is was that fucking lasso. Yeah, no, the knee slide yeah. man. Every that time was rad. I said the, the knee slide, yeah, and the poster. I love the poster with oh, her stopping the bullet. Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah. I'm really excited about Gal Gadot. I think she yeah. she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. She did a whole bunch of reshoots, Mike, when she was five months pregnant. No way. They just released that. Yeah, she did a whole bunch of reshoots. I think that's, not the super action. Scene, that's kind of sure. silly, though. I mean, yeah, but that that, that that keeps getting brought up because I'm like, well, Scarlett Johansson was pregnant in the last. Well, no, I think adventures, and I'm like, well, yeah, people can still do. I think that's the point. That's my point. Is that that you know, it's not like you completely shut. You can work. You can work. You You know, actually, yeah. yeah. She human being. She continued Congress. uh, uh, Yeah, thank you. I mean, as much as I, I completely. (laughs) That's another podcast. As much as we right, as (laughs) as much as we all wish that that stuff didn't need to be an issue. I feel like it's still good to be able to say it. Yes, and, absolutely. And say and say yeah, like, come absolutely. on, you guys, you can still be a person. Yeah. Yes, I, I completely agree. A child, because that's one of the hardest. And you know, and this is not her first do. child, so no. she probably, you know, I think um, I have no experience carrying a child, um, but the people that I know who have, I'm, and I'm really just talking about my sister, who's had four. <laughs> <laughs> who, had four, who had four children in four years, where Oof. the first, her first child, it was a very mm-hmm. precious moment because it's your first baby and it was the first grandkid and everybody was like really fawning over my sister and everything. I mean, she still worked every day. She worked until she was eight, eight, month, eight and a half months pregnant. But the next three kids, it was just like, she didn't even think about being pregnant. You know, it's just oh, like, you, you forget, yeah. that's just a side thing while you do your life and you and I'm, you raise I'm the other... oldest of seven. Yeah, so yeah. like a, a baby, you know, a puppy, whatever. Yeah. All this you know, I remember my mom being pregnant and we had seven people in our house yeah. and she was running the whole household. Yeah, absolutely. My dad came home, smoked a cigarette, had dinner and watched TV, oh, yeah. but my mom oh, was yeah. doing everything oh, yeah. while my, she was pregnant. My mom d- yeah. went on errands all yep. day the day that she delivered my younger yeah, sister. And you hear about, yeah. And like, like brought the car to the car shop and like, yeah. you know, went and got dinner, you know, went and got dinner for yeah. all the kids because I also have six siblings. So oh, seven, seven of us as well. Yeah, yeah. She, What's your ratio? What's girls I'm, to boys? Oh, uh, uh, four girls, three boys. Oh, you're down the middle. Oh, She's we have, female dominated. We have five girls, two boys. Nice. Oh, I thought yeah. there was one boy. I thought it was six and one. So it's no, five two and two. Boys, yeah. Yeah. We're three and one. Three girls, one boy. See, yeah. Girls, 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 girls. A lot, of, lot, lot of girls. But I think, you know, this all proves the point that women are more powerful than men. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and smarter. on to our next <laughs> Story. Completely agree. Uh, good job, Mike. Um, I'm not being sarcastic. I completely agree. The, um, Thank you. Let's talk about Dark Tower next. Um, oh, are you guys fans of the book? Did you read the book? I've read two of the books. I've read the okay. first two books. I never read the books, and I'm halfway through book one right now. What do you think? I'm really loving it. Yeah. I'm listening to the Audible version, and yeah. I'm already. It's like a seven-hour book, you know, and I'm usually used to listening to epic fantasies where it's like 17 hours. So I'm like, really? Because in LA traffic, I'm already oh, like yeah, four great. hours in after like three days Yeah, and everything. Have you, are you a I come to Dark Tower from a completely naive place and, yeah. and I am so excited Yeah, because that movie, first of all, the trailer looks cool, yeah. super yeah. cool. Yeah. Secondly, casting is amazing. Oh, the casting, the casting is, is, is ridiculous. Oh my God. He looks- and, and the, just the, it has its, it clearly has its own style yeah. and its own yes. voice. 
and the it looks the new, colors, it's new and right? Yeah. The, we the, need that. The use of yeah. color and light, and first of all, the use of darkness, the use yeah. of shadow, yeah. looks amazing, yeah. which is very important in the film. And this is, I, I think, you brought up a really good point. You know, we're used to so many universes right now. I just went to see Guardians of the Galaxy last night. I really loved it. It was great and everything. But that's a universe. We yeah. know, and we've known for how many years now we know yeah. that universe. We know Wonder Woman. We know the DC universe. Yeah. We know Star Trek. We know Star Wars. And here comes Dark Tower. This is a new universe for yeah. us. So yeah. it is yeah. new. And it, it, so what was the most exciting part of the trailer for you? Um, the, I mean, the bullet. Yeah, that's I mean, the, are you the kidding me? The bullet's going <laughs> boom, 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 boom. He's like, he's like, like loading his gun shoot, in midair. I shoot, yeah. I oh, shoot with my heart. Shot, yeah, I shoot with my heart. That shoot was, with my heart. Yeah, I mean, he's come on, I'm getting like, weirdly emotional yeah. about it because yeah. it was so it was he i mean i don't know how from the i don't know how much stephen king were seeing but it just came it just felt like it came right from uh, a writer sitting down and saying i really feel strongly about right. this thing how can i make this point but use a gunslinger and a and a post-apocalyptic yeah. thing and a, yeah. a m- mysterious you know two worlds yeah. in opposition with each other kind of thing in order to make this incredibly human point and it just nailed it i do feel like it and this is not a bad thing because sometimes you go oh well that's definitely stephen king but this does feel like stephen king and a lot of the things that i love that he's done that have been turned into movies you know i do think that it keeps like the essence of what yeah. he writes in his books yeah. in in a good way. Yeah. I yeah. Do, I watched it and I was like, it's something different because say like Stand By Me is a movie I super love. Um, but there's something about it that I feel is connected to this movie. There's an yeah. essence, there's that Stephen King, there's heart in there. There's well, is that only that Stephen King can do. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, you know, singular writer yeah. and everything. So I'm excited. So you're two books in and without giving away yeah. any spoilers from being halfway through the first book and seeing that trailer and this might not matter. There's no spoilers in, um, here. It looks like the ad- adaptation is a lot different from what I'm reading in the book. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I mean, think, they have yeah. to. It was written over 30 years ago, so they're going to have to I'm update in, I'm it interested and everything. To, so. I'm interested in, in Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, you know, like how McConaughey I is going to get. I know you are. Because he's from nah, Texas? He's from Texas. So. <laughs> That's why. That's um, the only reason. <laughs> that does not impress me. She's I grew up with sexually that. excited about Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. And she's... He's not from Texas. No. <laughs> How about those guys tweeting each other? That was <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. I love it when they do campaigns like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sure that was coordinated and everything. Yeah, yeah, but, you but still. Two, cause, um, but they could always say, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, when you have two times yeah. like that. When Idris w- Elba was... I wanted to call him Idris like I knew him. <laughs> um, yeah. I nice did job. talk about Idris like When I they know. announced <laughs> the casting... Idris Elba tweeted Matthew McConaughey and said, "You have one more follower now." Oh, and then yeah. he and, th- and then a quote from the movie. I forget what it was, and and McConaughey uh, yeah. responded with a quote from the movie. And I'm right. just like, it just and that was like I don't know how many months ago. So that set some really great excitement. I think this will be really you know? good for him because I think a lot of times he gets he's in these like more independently um, uh, favored movies mm-hmm. or as of late. Or television shows, and this he can be his most over the top Matthew McConaughey esque yeah, yeah, per- yeah. persona. It yeah. has been doing some genre movies. I mean, he's yeah. in Star Trek. He was in Thor, and 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 
I don't know if McConaughey's do, really do done that. He so that's forever. Be, yeah, why won't he come to the conventions? He should DJ. He something. could. Oh my God, oh, he, he can DJ he with what's his name DJ. from Game of Thrones. They can be together. What? Have you, haven't you ever seen Idris Elba dance? Uh, I don't think I have. Oh. I guess guess who's getting some text tonight? Oh, there's oh, a Macklemore video that he's in. in. Oh, oh really? My God. Yeah. How come I don't know and this? I'm such, a huge Luther fan. And for how, such how come a I don't tall know? guy. Being a you know, know we should hang out. Oh, with and us. then the Omaze thing for Star oh, Trek yes. when they're doing the fundraising. So they, they the whole cast date. of Star Trek does this pitch about uh, doing your giving to the favorite charities, and then the whole cast just starts to dance in place. Except he gets down and break dances. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, come, okay. Yeah. All right, we need to move on. We, that's um, another. That's another podcast. I think we should move on to our our topic. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, because uh, there's a lot to cover. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna let uh, Claudia intro this one. It said, "Oh God." Mike brought pages. <laughs> Three of pages. Of okay, notes. Claudia's going to intro this one since um, I am the. I would probably know the least about musicals in this room. I did bring my favorite ones, but but you probably realized I know how the name would feel. You, I love them. After researching, you're like, oh, there's a lot of oh, God, there's a ton that I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, of course I know this. We're talking about our favorite movie musicals today. Uh, something that I'm very passionate about, having done a ton of musicals in my life, and it was just always something that was a part of my childhood and. My mother is a big advocate of theater, so she would take us to Dallas Summer Musicals every and year. Claudia's and Claudia's like one of those people that's like a triple threat. Like she can sing and dance and act. Well, I had to Ugh. learn how to sing so I could get. Well, jobs. I think you have a beautiful voice. Thanks. Yeah. Um. I, except I get, so I still get very nervous and I stop breathing. So I go, oh, <laughs> work through that. That's not good for singing. You need to breathe when you're singing. <laughs> but um. But yeah. So um. Mike Rock, mm-hmm. tell me your first. Uh, we're gonna go to this round robin style. Yes, and uh, um, and these are all movie musicals. Movie musicals, whether they're written for the screen or done on stage first, and then brought to the screen. And we or like whatever. deep cuts too, so yeah. hopefully a couple of those will come in. So your I'm pick, I'm first pick. I'm going to um, eschew tradition of, right. uh, of 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 choosing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make mentions and also say that. It, there are there are um, favorites, yes. and there are favorites for different reasons, right? Okay. So, so you can love one thing because of this, but equally love the other thing for a completely different reason. Um, but I'm going to start with my shout out to Music Man, the Music oh, Man, the Robert yes. Preston, Shirley Jones, because yeah. because um, it's That's first of all, it's man. the it's it's very nearly. Yes, it, little Ronnie Howard. Little it's very nearly mm-hmm. the perfect musical, apart from the fact that, uh, from a traditionalist standpoint, that it's it's not a heavy dancing mm-hmm. show. There's this big group dancing thing, mm-hmm. but it is. Um, it's got all the heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got uh, Meredith Wilson's, um, you know, ridiculous, amazing um, score, and his his the way he plays with um, motif and the way he, uh, you know. Spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> good, good, good night, my someone. And seventy-six trombones oh, are the same. Uh, they're seventy-six the, trombones. They're the still, same song, yeah, but yeah. one. But but good night is slowed down. I to, actually yeah. didn't know that to three-quarter time. So that's that. why they work so well together. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's my first one. Uh, do you want me to say more about 76 it? Seventy-six trombones, like, is one of those songs where it just makes me want to stand up and march all over the room. Yeah. I mean, I love that song. I love is Robert Preston, right? Robert Preston, who was later in the Last Starfighter. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, he was. 
And he, he he's said, amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing and genius. And um, I, I don't mean to say when I say it's not tradition, it's not as traditional singing and dancing. I don't mean to say there is, there's tons of dancing. Mm-hmm. The Mary and the Librarian yes. song uh, in the library with the guys uh, who follow the, Robert Preston around and mm-hmm. and uh, do these uh, just amazing <laughs> dudes in the library mm-hmm. dance and stuff like that uh, is is remarkable. Yeah. And uh, and many other numbers and things are, are remarkable. And the fact that they are doing a musical that's set in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s in a small town, uh, you know, a whistle stop town on a, on a train thing. And that the naivete of the, of the people in uh, the town mm-hmm. is sort of, is what motivates the whole story. It's this, Communal. you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's sort of like everyone drinks the Kool-Aid, so to yeah. speak of, of yeah. uh, this salesman. Um, Anyway, I could go on. It's, and over the years, you've had the, the stage version as, I mean, the people that have played. Uh, uh, Harold uh, Hill. The Harold, yeah, it's uh, like, who comes to mind? Uh, Craig Bierko. Craig Bierko, yeah. Um, uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Uh, Will and Grace. Um, uh, 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 Eric McCormick. Eric McCormick, right. Um, I mean, it's, I, yeah. people love it. It keeps yeah. coming back. And, you know, that was, um, and this will actually bleed into my choice. Um, that was the first musical I ever saw on stage. Um, I grew up over, my first 10 years were overseas because my parents were in the military. My mom was state department. My dad was military. And, um, so we had just left, my dad had just retired and we were moving to Florida, coming back from Hong Kong. So we stopped in California to visit my mom's family and she was seeing her aunt D. That's all I know. I don't even know where the last name was. It was just her aunt D. And, um, <laughs> that night I, my mom said, she's an actress. And I guess there was a theater in Palo Alto that was doing the music man. And I just, I was just like, my eyes got big because my mm. aunt D is an actress. And we went to see it and it was music man. And I, I, so I was 10 and just, and we, she got us, you know, tickets and everything. And so I just remember being third row and having this huge 76 trombones as a kid, you know, this whole show that my yeah. aunt was in and I had never seen a musical and that story and feeling really, really excited about it. Yeah. And then I saw the movie after I saw the, awesome. the musical, which was great. But, from living overseas, you know, we never, we didn't get like uh, American movies and televisions for my first 10 years. So they would always have at the embassy, you can go, uh, my dad had the reel-to-reel projectors. I'm showing my age. And um, <laughs> so you could go rent them from the embassy. And so he was constantly bringing home Disney movies and stuff like that. So like the first movie musical, it means a lot to me is Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I, I, that just, I can... I think I can still sing each song and just also some of the, um, that actually had some, you know, dancing, nice dancing in it. You know, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the chim chim cheree part, you know, and of course being, seeing that part, like when you're a, a kid in elementary school, when they jump into that chop drawing yeah, and just, you know, just dreaming it could be so at night, yeah. dreaming I could jump into a, a painting on the wall or a chalk drawing and go down the super califragilistic and everything. Oh, and then a few years ago, I went to see this band called The Swell Season at the Greek. Of where, course. It's probably one of the ones I ran into you at. Of course. I, there is a two-year period where I would run into Mike Rock at every concert <laughs> I went to. It was really weird. We just said, Mike, Audrey, hey. <laughs> and anyway, so... um uh, the Swell Season is comprised of uh, uh, the band that was also that was uh, did the music for the movie once, um, which is actually one now. Of my picks. Oh, there you so go. I'll, I'll, I'll nice. take that. Yeah. yeah. Nice but, but anyway, so when you you're lucky when you're in LA and you go see a concert. This was at the Greek, at, at one of the places around here. Sometimes a celebrity will come on stage. Yep. You know, I saw Peter Gabriel and John Cusack walk on stage and just held a radio. I was up. there. Yeah, I saw you. There. <laughs> 
That was fantastic. <laughs> and um, but for this one, he had the gentleman who I believe is passed now, who composed Supercalifragilistic, oh come out on stage, play the piano, and yep. lead all five thousand people. Everybody. Wait, Richard Sherman. Yeah, gleeful at the. He's top. still alive. Okay, His brother uh, passed away. But okay. they co-wrote it. I'm sorry for for saying that, Mr. Sherman. Um, uh, but but just having the whole audience full on singing it, going back to that moment in your youth when you first saw Mary Poppins was was wonderful. And um, God, what were my other um, favorites? Oh, and let's go fly a kite. It's not one of the big, you know, people are like spoonful of sugar, super califragile. Let's go no, fly a kite. All of those songs, I just, feel like, are yeah. so meaningful. I mean, obviously, they were yeah. not just written just because, like, oh, this sounds pretty. You yeah. know, they, they mean a lot. And Julie Andrews is just like amazing. She's just everything she does. I just, she's joyful. Uh, she's Her joyful. smile in that movie. Like, I watched a super califragile, the chop giant part today before the podcast because I just want to see it. And just her smile was just. She like, has this new show on Netflix and it's just uh, Julie's, Julie Andrews or uh, Julie's yeah, Ju- Green Room. Julie's Green Room, right? It's so good. Yeah. I, I have no children. I have no reason to watch it, but I've been mm-hmm. watching it and it's wonderful and it's educational and it's, you know, super important to theater and arts mm-hmm. and science and math, which they they include everything. But anyways, Julie Andrews is she's a goddess. She's the best. What's one of your yes, before go. we move off of No, no, go for the it. The Sherman Boy. I mean, there's there's a there was a book a couple years ago about the Sherman Boys. Uh, the who are they both composers? Yes, they the, were. They uh, they wrote a bunch. They of would stuff they would uh, tra- you know um, sit in a room and uh, on the Disney lot and and just come up with they'd have to just come up with song after song after song I after bet. song and throw them at throw yeah. them at their boss throw them at uh, Mr. Disney etc that factory kind of yeah that's exactly amazing. it was sort of like their, their own little brill building um, deep cut um, I knew exactly that's what I meant uh, by the factory uh, thing the, <laughs> the brill building yeah but uh, they, they they are featured in the um, Tom Hanks film oh the Mary Poppins one about Disney oh that's not um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, with Emma Thompson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about the that's one about it's the about person who wrote Mary actual. Yeah, because it's a it's a book. Yeah, and I know yeah. that Disney completely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so they 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 no, I'm saying that they they appear as characters in that. Oh, wow. yeah, that's cool. Interesting yeah. Too. Oh, and then about them at that concert that we were at. Yeah. Um, the reason that they came, Glenn Glenn Hansard, who's yes, the Glenn singer, Hansard, uh, yeah. yeah, who who composed, you know, did the music for for once. For once. The reason that he had met uh, Richard Sherman was because um, it was the Oscars, and they're at the Oscar luncheon. That was the day before, and he and his part, they were so nervous to be there, and they happened to sit Glenn Hansard next to Richard Sherman, nice. and and they struck up a conversation, and he was like, yeah, I'll come sing at your I'll show. Kind um, of thing. I'll throw in my little story. I have met Richard Sherman, and I have a picture of with him with his arm around me right under my breast. which is awesome um no i did a musical called caesar and ruben years Mm -hmm. ago about caesar chavez and these interviews that he did with this um uh, reporter and uh uh ed begley jr directed it um so of course like he's got all these amazing friends that come and see the show and richard sherman shows up and then comes out to have wine with us afterwards and it was like what is happening right now? <laughs> and then we're like, let's take pictures. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so this wonderful picture with Richard Sherman, just like, Pro. but he also did, he was also a guest on a show I did at Acme where Audrey and I met. Um, we I was co-hosting a show called What's My Line Live on Stage. And he was one of our celebrity mystery guests, which was oh, kind of cool. That's really cool. He keeps running into my life. Maybe it's meant to be Richard Sherman. 
<laughs> What's one of your musicals? I'm going to go with one since you brought up Swell Season. That was on my list. It was one of my favorite. And Mike, what was the band before Swell Season? Uh, the Commitments? No, 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 no. That Glenn Hansard was in. Oh, Swell, uh, Swell, Swell Season yeah. is basically the whole band and uh, I forget her well, name. Well, he, he yeah. uh, Mar- 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 Marquita Irglova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shows up. Because of the movie, that's Glenn Hansard got to start because of the movie, The Commitments. But yes, he had a band. Yes, ca- that's true. Called, people uh, that are listening are saying it right now. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Go um, I just, uh, I, I, I don't even remember why I saw it or why I heard of it, but the, I went. Go the ahead. Frames. The, the frames. frames. Thank you. But I went to. I think that I was. I heard about this movie musical that cost one hundred fifty thousand dollars to make, and I was fascinated and went to see it, so and it good. was so good. And it didn't go down the traditional path that you thought it was going to go. And every well, song— Well, it ended so honestly. I'm not going to give any spoilers because you want a certain ended, but ending, but it, but it ended honestly. Yeah, and it's it like, I on- believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And I just—I yeah. mean, I was just in love with the movie. And the songs were great. And it was fun and joyous. I appreciate them. I, I was, it. and it won an Academy Award that year for yeah, and um, um, best music original song. Yes, yes, and and did you see them also whole season also at the Wiltern? Were you also there? Yeah. Okay. Did we <laughs> run into each other there as well? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know that first scene in Once, um, where he's um, singing on the street and for 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 money, and and uh, someone comes and steals. The money, right? Yeah, and runs into the park, so yeah. they didn't have a permit for that, oh, and so they're filming. They're filming wow. from far away when he runs into that park, you know. So there, he's chasing the guy that stole his money, but people don't see the camera, so they thought it was real, and someone wrestled the guy, <laughs> wow. the actor that stole the money, and they're like, "No, no, no, we're doing it's this. Like, a, we're doing this uh, for a movie." Real. All right, Mike, give us another one. Uh, Wow, this is so tough. But um, all right, so here's the so here's where I got a little tiny bit tripped up. It's because when I'm um, just enough of a nerd to sort of have that. Well, if it was a great musical, but it was never made into a film, then it's it doesn't count. So I kept on being, I kept on writing down like, oh, such and such. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I I did. I mean, I was lucky enough to go to a lot of shows when I lived in New York and stuff. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that tripped me up. And then the second thing that kind of trips me up is the concept of the jukebox musical. Oh, yeah. So it's sort yeah. of, that refers to show, to movies or Broadway shows yeah. that are that are comprised of pre-existing music. That's what Caesar and Rube That are sort of cobbled together and, and, and made into, it doesn't mean it can't be great. Yeah. I mean, Singing in the Rain is a jukebox musical. Yeah. Um, but Comden and Green, Adolf, Betty Comden and Adolph Green wrote uh-huh. a, yeah. a great story for it. But um, anyway, so, uh, so I would say Singing in the Rain because it was, it was. I, it's perfect. It, it's perfect. And yeah. it's, it made a gigantic impression on me as a child mm-hmm. wanting to be an actor and, right, and, right, and, right. and et cetera for a hundred different reasons. Some so you of, saw it for the first time when you were a kid. I saw everything that I, everything that, the, anything that was made while I was a kid or before I was born, You've seen. I saw when I was, you mm-hmm. know, like formative, like right. when I was, uh, you know, as I go. When because, Mike Rock because, was being made. Because yeah. my, because my mom was a huge musical person and a choreographer and, and, and community theater director and stuff. Oh. And she, um, you know, to this day in our household, there a day a day, if you're in my parents house to this day there will be multiple quotes from musicals oh yeah i love it, it, it oh, yeah. every day 
apropos of nothing, I mean, like somebody will just say something and it will, that will spark a reference to a show. Yeah. yeah either that we all know or that my mom directed or that somebody in my family yeah. was in, et cetera. Anyway, so, so Singing in the Rain. But special, huge shout out to Donald O'Connor for oh Make Him Laugh because that's- a, And he's a huge, you know, that's Yeah, and he was a huge smoker, yeah. yeah. But I mean that's a, that number is worth the price of admission. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, uh, and you know, and Debbie Reynolds was nineteen and learned to dance uh, for that learned movie. Learned to dance for the film, and those oh. guys were already gigantic stars, mm-hmm. and and yeah. et cetera. So yeah, singing in the rain. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I just yeah. watched it because you know, obviously, With when Debbie, Debbie Reynolds passed, passed away, away yeah. I, you know, it was a good time to revisit it and. And then I watched La La Land after that. Well, we we will get to we'll get to La La Land because I would like to hear what you think about La La Land. But but what Claudia and I forgot to do, and so I'll mention this intermittently. The social media. The social, social media. media. The, the social media. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, you didn't do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we that. did put this out, and um, uh, a mutual friend of ours who um, I have access to him too. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Who. Um, it loves improv. Allison and Constanti. She she's yeah. a big fan of the show at Puck Ninety. She said she wanted to be mentioned on the show today. So Allison, hello. We're mentioning. Hello, you. Allison. She I she came to a, a show that I uh, hosted last night. So that oh, was she cool. did. Thank you, Allison. Yes, and she is. Uh, I met her in Orlando. Met her. We've been friends for a long time. She said West Side Story, Cabaret, and all that jazz. Great choices. Uh, all of them. David Nett from All That Jazz is a jukebox musical. FYI. Yep. Yep. Um, David Nett, he was on the show last week. He's from Nerdstrong Gym. He said, West Side Story is number one. All that jazz. Little Shop. West Side no. Story was the first musical I was ever in. Was it? Yeah. Uh, uh, Little Shop, uh, Nine, Carousel, Grease 2, and Geek Christy, who's his wife, Christy Blacknett. Carousel ha- features has, this uh, song, You'll Never you Walk Alone, which is a gigantic uh, soccer uh, stadium song. It, is, it has been very Really? Various, That's yes, amazing. You Never Walk Alone has been variously claimed by various... And soccer it's an fans. Really sad song. Yes, it's okay. but it's but it's been claimed as as proprietary of certain soccer clubs, but uh, but too but many more, of them have claimed it. That's yeah. fantastic. And, that and is a sad um, musical. He said his wife has somehow made him love uh, White Christmas, which made her pop, pop up on Twitter and say victory. But and she also said Newsies. Oh. Uh, this is at Geek Christie. Newsies sustained me through my teenage years. Plus White Christmas, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Singing in the Rain, and. The court gesture. And uh, another tweet was, she said, Fiddler on the Roof is my number one, though. Um, and then what was this? Oh, Matt Matt was a, Mike, excuse me, was a, uh, who's Mr. Bones? That's a number in White Christmas uh, that is uh, um, not not particularly. Danny Kay? <laughs> not particularly sensitive. It's, it's pretty racist. Pretty racist. It's a racist. It's it about is. the minstrel show. So I said to. I saw that for the first time this year. Me and my husband did. Isn't that where he does like experiment? They're like doing experimental dance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah but so I mean, that I was a really theater. weird what movie. What has happened to the theater? I was yeah. saying to Christy uh, that I was saying, yes, it's a great, that White Christmas and Holiday Inn are both great movie musicals, but for their, for their, you know, they, there's the, those yeah. racist things. And that's yeah, a exactly. except for Mr. Yeah. Bones part, of course, let's, let's leave that aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at Nerdiant said Music Man Chicago, Bye Bye Birdie, Wizard mm. of Oz, Mary Poppins, Willy Wonka. Oh, Willy Wonka, I didn't Willy think Wonka. about that. Yeah, man. Um, that's the best. My Fair Lady, White Christmas. We see a lot of repeats here. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, 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 Claudia's sister, I love this idea. Stephanie. She goes, can we call 
Uh, yes, uh, Stephanie, at Stephanie NYJD. Um, can we call Waiting for Guffman a musical? The answer yes. is yes. Of course. I could, I could watch Newsies 24-7 plus Annie, Sound of Music. What's WSS? West Side Story. Thank you. The first show that he was in. I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. And at Daft Famp said Phantom of the Opera. Um, That's Jared, so funny. Gerard Butler is a ham, that. but I love it. Guilty pleasure. Hello, Dolly. Fell madly in love with Barbara watching it, singing in the rain because it has everything, everything in all caps, but mostly Gene. Can't mention Hello, Kelly. Dolly without mentioning Louis Armstrong. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Michael and, uh, at Mink said Grease, and she goes, mmm, Danny, Moulin Rouge, Mary Poppins, <laughs> Willie Wonka, Wonka, can't go wrong with Disney, I second Chicago and Wizard of Oz. Okay, so that's social media. And Mike, I, were we up with Mike for yeah. next up? Give us another no. one, Mike. Um, what? Huh? Pardon? No, you were. Well, am I up next? Yeah. Okay, well, I this was actually mentioned. I didn't think anyone would mention social media. And this is like, you know, I picked, I decided just to pick three. And one was like childhood, one was teenager, and one was recently. And the one teenager that I, I, I don't know if it holds up for people. It holds up for me. I love it so fucking much is Grease 2. Oh, my God. I know some people think it's terrible. It got yeah. terrible reviews. <laughs> but I love Grease 2, and all they did for that movie is take the first Grease and, and reverse the lead roles and the story. But in doing so, it made it a very empowering thing for women. That's amazing. You know, and having Michelle Pfeiffer walk into that part and say, I don't want to be someone's chick, you know, and the whole thing is about being her own person. And plus, the music is so stupid wonderful, like reproduction, and I'm going to score tonight. And, of course, her uh, cool writer, I love her her cool writer, which I mean, me and my sister would do, we would do her dance. And she was like, so for a musical, Michelle Pfeiffer was like really kind of, um, kind of quiet in that movie, really played it down mm-hmm. until cool writer where she just like was there. But Adrian Zamed oh. in that movie is absolutely amazing. And you know, it was just very funny. I love it. I auditioned to be in a show that he was doing in Vegas. I didn't yeah. get it, but he was there in the room and I was like, <laughs> oh, so so, being the musical buffs that you are, do you think I'm crazy for saying mm-hmm. Grease too? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, love it, I love it. I love it. I love it. No, but um, there's a podcast that Paul Shear and Jason uh, Mandukas. Um, what is it? Uh, how did this get made? And they did oh, yes. Grease too with Anna yeah. Ferris. Yeah, they talked about, it. but she and Drew Diane Raphael's on that as well. Yeah, but they talked both with Anna Ferris and June Diane are huge fans yeah. of it. And they were saying the same things that you are, actually, yeah. that, you know, they felt empowered and, mm-hmm. you know, they loved the, those characters. Yeah. And-, and the guys were all stupid in the movie. They mm-hmm. continued They continued to be the T-Birds, like the first ones, where they're just doofy guys. Well, the girls were like, you know, I read this thing is why, why Grease 2 is better than Grease 1. It was actually an interesting article um, where it was like, you know, um, beauty school dropout versus, um, and they would take a song for Grease 2. Uh, um, it wasn't... Was it a girl for all? No, I forget. I forget which song it was in 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 the movie. But basically, showing the difference in how a woman talks, like beauty school dropouts. This, this is all I'm ever going to be. But then Greece too. It was oh yeah, it's different. And also at the end of Greece, don't they fly up into the sky with a car? Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I know that's. You know, not you the, the music okay. stage music sort of person weir- who probably enjoys E.T. What, the of, bicycles? Sort of weirdly, sort of weirdly, <laughs> weirdly hack uh, Audrey to try to take down <laughs> Greece because of your love for Greece too. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's like saying, 
shut up for calling me out. I thought we were friends. Uh, <laughs> friends tell the truth. That's true. But let's Greece do it. Too, so, so I don't I've remember. I've seen it like twice maybe I, in my life. I don't so remember. I, don't, if, I honestly don't remember if I've ever seen Greece too. But but I, but back in the day, I saw oh. Greece a million times because yeah. I, I love Greece. Yeah, I do love. Greece. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I don't know whose turn. But, it is, um, but. Uh, I gotta say, Greece. I, I mean, I, I just. Fucking love it, but um, you, you, again, we we love what we love. It, yeah. it, it's totally. That's the thing. It's all arbitrary. We love what we love. That's exactly what you said. It, it, you're yeah. absolutely. Uh, Musicals are to me about how they make me. F- yeah, how they make it, me feel. It, as it, with all theater it, and art and everything. So. It's also like your first exposure to some some sort of art, whether it's uh, you know a, a book or a or a, a graphic novel mm-hmm. or a movie or a, yeah. a, a, an album or you know yeah. music or whatever. Your first exposure to it under whatever conditions your yeah. life is in and on that on that day and mm-hmm. in, in that phase of your life and et cetera, all those things are going to bond you to it or repel you from exactly. it. Exactly. And uh, and if it's a thing that for some people is a guilty pre- pleasure or, or for some other people it's abhorrent and, and I hate it, but for you, you love it and you hold it near yeah. and dear to your yeah. heart. Who, nobody, you can't hold yeah. hold that against yeah. somebody. You can I mean, say all you want to me, Mike Rob. I love it. <laughs> Claudia, it's your turn. Did I just play prosecutor and <laughs> a d- public defender? I think you did. <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Newsies then. Um, Newsies is, uh, like my sister said, is a movie that we could watch 24-7. We know every single line, every single word to every single song in that musical. We know every single dance to that musical. Mm-hmm. You can also put some of those dancer dances to other songs, and it works every single time. Like Uptown Funk from Bruno Mars. There's a great little mashup of them oh, dancing really? to Seize the Day, uh-huh. but it's uh, Uptown Funk. It's great. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm completely obsessed with it. I saw it. It came out, uh, April, 1982. My birthday is May 14th. I saw it on my birthday with my only friend Shay and my sister, Stephanie, <laughs> the three of us. I got these really short shorts from Contempo Casuals. <laughs> they were white. I bought it with my own money because I was modeling for Cartier at the time and I made $90 and I was like, you're like, I hate I'm going to go buy contemporary casual shorts. I had shorts. those same shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and we went and saw Newsies and there's literally two women in this movie. And I was like, damn, they're lucky women. I was yeah. so excited. One of them being uh, the mother of uh, the character that David Moscow played. And she is Deborah Lee Furness, who is Hugh Jackman's oh, wife. Oh, I love, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. It's pronounced Deborah. Oh, Deborah. That's how he really? pronounces it, yeah. Oh, well, maybe he's just being super sexual when he says wow. her name. That's how I imagine it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you like Newsies, Mike? <laughs> um, you know, I never, I don't think I ever saw it. I've heard the I, soundtrack. I've seen the movie. I've seen the Broadway show. There was an a anniversary celebration mm-hmm. at El Capitan that it's, I went It's not saw. a competition. Um, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mike Rock, you're being a very oppositional guest right now. <laughs> well, um, I'm trying cast, to get ratings. <laughs> the cast is insane. I mean, it's all these dancer, very famous dancers and choreographers who were kids at the time. Um, Adam Pascal, who, if you're a theater nerd, yes. you know from Rents, most likely. Um, uh, Dee Kasperi, who's a huge uh, choreographer. You've probably seen his stuff on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, Brian Friedman, who is a dancer for Britney Spears, but also a choreographer. I mean, like all these people, it's insane. Um, Kenny uh, Ortega. Kenny Ortega directed it. Um, uh, Yeah, I just love it so much. I don't know why. And it was the thing that connected Kai and I, my boyfriend, who's been on the show. Like one of the first conversations we had, he brought up Newsies for some reason. And I was like, 
love you. You know Newsies? Because it wasn't a hit. Right. When it, it came out, it's become this cult thing. And it, because it went to Broadway just a few years ago, now it's become this huge thing. But in the beginning, in the 90s, uh, it was not a hit. You know, like, who's going to go see a bunch of kid, boys dancing? It's, you know, like, but it's a wonderful show. And um, Haven't you ever seen Chippendales? Oh, God. Or Magic Mike. Magic I want to see that. By the way, I've um, never seen Chippendales. I no. just want to say that. Do you have to wear contempo casuals when you go see <laughs> Magic Mike or Chippendales? But, um, yeah, but, but Kai brought up Newsies, and I, he, it turns out he actually had audition for Newsies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. I know. So um, let's keep going. We, so Do you we're getting shorter. Song, t- if you, if you oh, I don't Jesus Christ. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Let's do like one minute per musical now. Okay. Because I want it, because I know Mike has a really big list and I want to get through a lot of okay. these. So okay. um, I want to say that May 5th is the debut of um, Damn Yankees on Broadway in um, <gasps> 1955. I've done that show. Yeah. So it nice. is the what it. anniversary? Uh, so 60s. With Gwen Verdon? Yes. Yeah. 72nd or 60s? Oh, who cares? What am I trying to do? Ray Walston from My Favorite yeah. Martian. It was in yeah. that. Oh, he's film. amazing. Yeah. Um, I was in. Um, one of Abby's was angels. It Jerry Lewis in that? Yeah, he has done it. Yeah. Yep. I, I just remember reading that or something. Yeah, he like has. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So should I just do like a, do you want me to say one say, or do you want me to say like a few? Say a few. Yeah, you right. yeah, say a few. So that if you're, if you're either new to musicals or you don't think you like them or you are kind of um, agnostic about musicals, there's some throughout history that that you can watch, and they're all like between like seventy five and and mm-hmm. uh, and hundred minutes. I mean, they're not that yeah. long, but like there's some that you can watch, and you will probably just find your subgenre. I mean, we haven't talked. First of all, we haven't really talked no, a lot about animated. We might have to do a part. We two. haven't talked about animated musicals that much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also the um, pop music and or rock and roll and or contemporary music type. Do you musicals. like them all, or do you prefer a certain subgenre? I prefer the super, the very traditional yeah. ones. Um, so I, I like your Rodgers and Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. So, so like your Sound of Music, West Side Story, Oklahoma, Mar- uh, My Fair Lady, Guys and Dolls, Singing right. in the Rain, all that kind of stuff. But it's important, you know, Showboat, 1936, the movie Showboat is, yeah. uh, is, is it's, a, it's uh, a formative for, mm-hmm. for the future of, right, of right. movie musicals. I um, was a, I, I, you mentioned Sound of Music. That was a big one for me when I was yeah. a kid. Mm. Yeah. But there's like that whole, there's, there's that, that world of like, okay, we're going to do um, a movie musical and, and, and then from that it's, okay, we're going to build one out of um, music that already exists or we're going to write one from scratch or we're going to pick a subgenre or we're going to, uh-huh. et cetera. And so you're going to find something that you can love, right? right? right like right, whether right. it's The Wiz yeah. or whether it's... Um, um, Grease 2? Yeah, Grease 2. <laughs> or, or there's that whole, there's another, that's like Kiss Me Kate and yeah. Camelot and there's that yeah. whole world of Elizabethan era yeah. stuff right, right, right. pushed into a, a, a music kind of thing. Um but yeah, I guess I would make a. Um, I have a couple deep cuts, but I'll save those. Good. Oh, you want to save those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my next one is is because I, I was like, I wish I had done Willy Wonka. I really love that suggest. I love Willy Wonka, but um, I picked another bad one, and I know that <laughs> I know this one's bad because. But there is also some kind of empowerment in it too. Um, I the first time I saw it, my 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 stepdaughter Zoe, she calls it a mom com. She she wants <laughs> she wants she she's coined. Five years ago, a term called momcom, and which is basically a romantic comedy, but or something, but with moms, people. And I was like, and what she meant was old ladies like me, you know. <laughs> and she's a momcom, and so anyway, it was in New Year's Eve, and me and her father and and 
and her were going to go out to this party and everything. And anyway, I just started puking and I got like a 24-hour bug or food poisoning or something. I tried to get them to go out, but they wouldn't leave me home on Aww. New Year's Eve. Which Aww. actually, it's so sweet. It I wish sweet. they would have gone because yeah. the, the guilt, <laughs> you know. But anyway, or we I watched. Just, uh, left alone. <laughs> I know, right? Just <laughs> go. We watched uh, 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 Mamma Mia. Oh. I know, see, silence, crickets. No, you and I, you're not getting crickets from me. Okay. Claudia made a sour face. She did, no, but, but listen, Mamma Mia, you know, obviously based on the music of asthma. Uh, asthma. <laughs> based on the music of asthmatics. <laughs> Which is why they I cover band it. of ABBA. <laughs> ABBA. Um, look, the film... The music it was in, they actually made it into a musical they first, did. which Zoe Zoe saw when she was in high school, and then <laughs> they made the movie with we you know um, uh, it doesn't really take itself too seriously. I mean, it really is more about these awesome songs that Abba wrote, and it's also mainly about these three middle aged women, you know, which are played by Meryl Streep, Christine Baranski, and the amazing uh, uh, Julie Walters in the film, mm-hmm. who are absolutely fantastic. And then you have Colin Firth, you have Pierce Brosnan, and, and, and Stellan Skarsgård mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, I think everybody knows the movie they're in, in that movie. And it's unabashedly, unabashedly free with just let's have fun. And, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's just joyful. It's joyful. And you had mentioned the word, the, the term guilty pleasure earlier, Mike, and it's my guilty pleasure. But you know, I'm saying, yeah, I guess what I'm saying about vis-a-vis guilty pleasure is oh. like, it, it, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. I don't. It, it, I it, love it, it, for whatever life. reason, yeah. it, it hit you at a, a time too. that you, yeah, <laughs> it, it hit you at a time that you yeah. wanted it. And I remember having that sort of like an argument with someone who said like, what's your guilty pleasure? And I was like, I don't really have guilt. I don't really think I have guilty. Yeah, Are you talking about something that I feel pleasure. guilty after I eat a donut yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, is that what yeah. you're trying to And uh, And this person was like just hammering away like, you're such a music snob and you're such a theater snob. Oh, no. you, you know, don't you have a guilty pleasure? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, do you consider like Broadway musicals a guilty pleasure? She goes, "Yes, you're. That's so dorky and terrible. Nobody likes musicals." What? And she was like, "Yes, it was ridiculous." It was oh, this she cra- started insulting you. She did. She started insulting me, and I was like, "Wow, if 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 liking a, a, an art form like is a guilty musicals pleasure. is a guilty pleasure, then uh, okay." But you know, it's become our holiday movie now. Oh, holiday that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I took way more than a minute. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, Claudia. So, yeah, yeah, from home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, girl. Nice. Your turn, Claudia. Um, well, I'll just take it back to West Side Story. Uh, again, another, you know, like, like I said before, my sisters and I grew up on, the, you know, they mm-hmm. can quote all these. Phantom of the Opera is another one, not the movie. I have other opinions about the movie, but they're, these are West Side Story, Phantom of the Opera. These are musicals that we know from start to finish Mm -hmm. and we all had our roles that we would play in Mm -hmm. them like when we would play around the house and stuff but West Side Story was one of those ones that the women looked like us they were brown the songs were amazing the dancing was incredible um two of the actors that are in the movie are in Twin Peaks if you don't know that Russ Tamblin and then the guy who played Tony I forget his name Uh but they're both in Twin Peaks so that's that's kind of fun um, but Rita Moreno, I mean, she's yep. she can do everything. Yep. She's 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 hilarious. She's a dancer. She's an actress. I mean, and she was one of those people that like that's what we want to do. I'm going to give you one minute, Claudia, to say why you hate La La Land before we go to the mic. I was half assed. Okay, it was half assed. Oh, you don't need a minute. 
That's all you had to say. Richard yeah. Vamer was Tony. Rich, yeah, and he's in and wow. he's in Westside or he's in uh, Twin Peaks as well. Which is how do you cool. feel about La La Land? Didn't see it because enough uh, people who I love and respect told like, me yeah. that I would be disappointed. Yeah. And, and so I was and like, ev- fair enough. You know, and evidently I have a low bar for musicals and I hated it. So. <laughs> <laughs> she likes one when we agree to it. She hated hey, it. So. Be, be, before I was told not to see it because of that, I was told that, uh, not to see it as a person in Los Angeles who is in yeah. the entertainment industry and not yeah. wealthy. You know, like, yeah, like if you. If, that, I can see that too. I think being in Los Angeles and seeing that is representation of La La Land. You know, because people in Los Angeles do call Los Angeles La La Land, so... It, but to me, it, it wasn't a Hollywood it, story, and I guess coming off of but seeing... But they, they said it was supposed to be a Hollywood right. story. Right. And so. I just, I was like, no, it's not. I mean, and coming off of having just rewatched Singing in the Rain, and then we watch La La Land, and we were watching it with our friend's 14-year-old daughter who loves it. Yeah. Most people do. We're you in know, the minority. But I did say that. I was like, perhaps if I was... 13 or 14 yeah. and watching this, I maybe yeah. would have enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, the casting was weird to me. Um, it just seemed half-assed. It seemed that the sound mixing was weird. I know that's a weird thing to say, but the sound mixing was weird and I couldn't really hear them singing. And I don't know, maybe I watched it on a screener. So maybe that, that transferred strangely, but I was like, why, why are they singing like this? Like, yeah, there's plenty yeah. of people who, and if you want names, there are plenty of people with names that can sing and Absolutely. that can actually dance. Yeah. Well, where you say half-assed, you know, I I say intentionally lazy because yes. they they've tried to respond yes. to the criticism and, and it say lazy. it was supposed to be that way. So it's like, oh, so you spent all that money to make it? We wanted them to be kind of, you know, the whole movie is supposed to be an ode to the original Hollywood musical. It's supposed to be an ode to that, and so they were called out. For then why did it look half-assed? Well, because we were trying to modernize it. And I'm like, I live in L.A. and I'm not half-assed, you know. Yeah. I, I just, you know, so they said it was supposed to be softer and, you know. Why? I, I don't know. Why? I, this is I, not I, a soft place. Los Angeles is not yeah. a soft place. And that's what you get from singing in the rain with all the yeah. fluff and the all of yeah. this and that. There's heartache in there. And there's people that are actually going through these weird conflicts and their jobs and what they want and who they love and 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 they didn't beat around the bush. Yeah. So why did all the so, yeah? And there's all all the social stuff in there. Oh that we yeah, won't even let's let, get Ryan into. Gosling lecturing John Legend about jazz. But, so that's always that's, uh, oh uh, my god. Yeah, yeah. I also it's, should I should say that I've I I I'm pretty sure we all have friends of friends who worked on that film sure. and yes, and et cetera yeah. who are otherwise good people. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that the thing. Yeah. That you know, good people can get involved in things that aren't awesome. And that's what <laughs> a good friend of yeah. a, a friend of the three of us posted on, on on Facebook. I remember when it came out saying, "If you don't like La La Land, you have no love in your heart." No. And I remember, going, and I was like, "Fuck you!" Fuck you. You're no, right, but yeah. I roll. But, so, <laughs> I rolls for days. Once again, um, let's let's start Before wrapping leave- this. No, no, let's start wrapping wait, this up. Wait, wait, I'm wait, giving, wait. No, no, I'm giving all the time. To Mike Rock. Oh, before we leave West Side Story, can oh, I just say that? It, I thought you were going to say before it, we stop talking it, about music. It's notable that Marnie Nixon's voice yes. sang for both for Natalie for, Wood and yes. Rita Moreno. And oh, I didn't know that. And well, well the Karen studio Ray, didn't tell Karen. anybody that for decades. Marnie Nixon was the one that finally said, "Like, she listen, sang for a lot of people back oh. in the day." Yeah, she sang but for tons. I thought Rita yeah. Moreno could sing. She, she can. can. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I the, knew it, Natalie Wood was couldn't, but it's not necessarily. Probably currently, but also back in the day, it wasn't necessarily whether the person could sing. It was also the t- how their voice and their pronunciation yeah. sounded. The and I see. Yeah, I see. It, in other words, uh, 
I think they probably um, they they probably like had decided that they were going to have the choice between the actual recording of the person, you know, yeah. the actor yeah. that you see, and then they were like, well, you know, we we can also have somebody else sing it and listen to it and decide between the two because yeah. we yeah. can do whatever we want. Who else did she sing for? I forget. There was somebody. There was another um, big one that she sang for. She sang for tons of people. Yeah. But let me. I'll, and who was that? Marnie Wilson. Marnie Nixon. 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 Yeah, and the thing is. Um, she she went for decades without ha- being able yeah. to reveal or, or feeling honor bound, and she yeah. was told that she'd be sued, and she was told she was told all these things to kind of try to keep things a secret, which I th- I think weren't actually enforceable, you know. They, right, right. Um, but she uh, well, was it like Audrey she, Hepper maybe for My Fair Lady? That was yeah, another that big one. Right. Somebody sang for her. Um, let's see. She sang for uh, Marilyn Monroe and Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Gentlemen prefer blondes. She sang. Um, uh, let's see, Margaret O'Brien in a 1948 film. Nobody knows what that is. Um, she sang for Deborah Carr in Affair to Remember. That's it. Um, That's it. Janet That's Lee. Wow, she was busy. Uh, yeah, she very, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and Audrey Hepburn, of course, etc. Um, yeah, so, so, the, so shout out to Marnie for. We're seeking the floor to you, Mike. <laughs> oh, I want to. I want to mention um, the French and German film uh, Les Parpluies de Cherbourg, otherwise known as The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which is that. sort of like an opera or an operetta, uh-huh. um, but it's a brilliant, brilliant, very joyful, uplifting, and yet sad uh-huh. um, movie musical. And there is also a sequel. Which is uh, related to it, uh, the 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 ladies of uh, Rochefort or um, les demoiselles de Rochefort, uh, which is you know they, they're both uh, Catherine Deneuve, um, oh, yes. but she's not you don't hear her voice, but um, uh, they're they're just like lovely, um, yeah they're just they're just lovely and uh-huh. and they're under under scene and yet in the kind of like the you know how you guys know this from. Um, Geek Girl Authority and and um, at all your experiences with going deep on something. There's there are some things that a person who's just on the outskirts of full geekdom about something uh-huh. they'll say like, "Well, did you guys know that the person you know? Did you guys know that the guy who played Mike Myers in the original Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. was actually Nick Castle who directed the movie Tap?" And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, everybody knows that, yeah. right?" So there's the so like so the Umbrellas of Sherberg is a kind of a film where if you say it to somebody who's like a musical person, they'll be like, yeah. I know that. You know, like, (laughs) I know that movie. Anyway, that's a great movie. Um, So you can choose, Claudia knows this, but you can choose like uh, um, uh, composers and lyricists or choreographers and kind of go deep in the vein. You could say like, I want to watch every Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movie and you've got 10 movies to watch. You know, co-choreographed by Hermes Pan, et cetera. You can say, I'm going to watch every Gene Kelly movie and that's not even as long a list actually. Um, uh, But he's amazing. He's like a crazy acrobat dancer. Um, You can say, um, you know, I'm going to watch... all the pre-Hollywood production code movies, like the Gold Diggers of 1933, and there's several other movies. Everything that's, Fosse did. They all, yeah. You can watch all the yes. Fosse movies, yeah. you know, et cetera. Or you can pick, a, you know, your favorite. You can say, I'm going to watch every movie musical that Julie Andrews was in, yeah. or that, et cetera. And, um, and that's a great way to kind of, like, get yeah. in there and, um, and see a bunch of stuff. But there's just – there's um, – there's Judy Garland. There's, you know, like, oh like all the So many Judy Garland, Mickey uh, Rooney movies. I do believe that Judy Garland's other daughter 
was in Greece too. Lorna Loftus? I believe so. I'm going to look it up right now. Look it up. Gonna, uh, there's I'm also gonna... there's also like some really great stuff in the in the animated movies of animated. Did you hear how they pronounce that? Animated movies. <laughs> animated. You were so, animated. So this is the, my full disclosure moment is my never saw my glaring omission. Never saw Newsies. Um, I mean, I know it from a- Yeah. We well, should come over I for a sing-along. We have them monthly. Um, do Lorna, you do- Lorna Loft, yeah. She was Paulette and she has a great little exchange with Adrian Zemet. Okay. Back to you, Mike. Uh, I never saw the Chicago movie, but of course I okay. saw, it's very different I saw Chicago the, on Broadway. Yeah. A few times. I, I, very different. I don't, I, I loved it. I liked it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, Happy Feet, a few other ones, but like. I saw Happy Feet. Oh, which one are you talking about? Like the animated one? I guess. I so. oh, okay. No, <laughs> I remember being a kid and going to see some show called Happy Feet, but I think it was like. No, a, no, that's what, not. What, it's, it was. Uh, was um, it about penguins? What, no, no, no. What do you call it? It's like, oh, God, I call it. <laughs> no, it was at my um, podiatrist's like office. <laughs> it was about taking that, care of your feet. It was a variety show. I realize now it was like a variety show, but they, it was dancing and they called it Happy Feet. Oh, okay. okay. I'll edit that out. Because <laughs> you get it. No. What's your favorite modern musical? Is there a modern musical that you like that has been made in the last 10 years that you just love, 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 love? That's love? a great question. Wow. Uh, you'd have to name some, I think, for me to be able to pick one. Um, gee. Well, nobody really liked Les Mis. Is that true? No, oh, I liked you know, it. I, I did too. I mean, I didn't mind it. The thing is, but. here's the, but here's the, I guess part of the problem is uh, if you if you know and love the music of if a, you know it so, so well if you know and love the, and out right yeah. if you know and love the music of, of a of a thing and then the, and then a film version is made you have to sort of parse between like oh did I love the performances did right. I love the singing right. voice of certain people yeah. um, you know I didn't I didn't love all the voices necessarily but yeah. I love the material sing- yeah a lot of my singer friends they that much like you guys are, are, are sing professionally or in musicals professionally, um, they had issues with it because they couldn't wrap themselves around each of the characters because there were some character or actors that they yeah. felt didn't and sing well, you know? Right. Holy shit. Um, um, I thought, see, I don't sing, so I thought she was great. Um, I, yeah. I, you know, the only person like, I could tell that couldn't sing was Russell Crowe, much like Pierce Brosnan. Which is in, interesting to me because in, I... Uh, Mamma Mia, which I didn't I care. watched a video with yeah. him and Hugh Jackman... They were at Joe's Cafe in New York and sang from Les Mis. Uh, Both sounded fantastic. Interesting. So I wondered what happened on set, if it was a direct thing. Well, they did that thing. He he wanted to shoot. He sounded great. He wanted to shoot all those songs live and and in and and complete. So he didn't want. To use multiple Go takes, back to the stu- or in- and he didn't want to d- overdub, right. and he didn't want to do uh, yeah. uh, multiple well, takes. He wanted yeah. he wanted it not just sung live. He wanted a single take of yeah. a song. I see. So so if, you know anyway. So- and when he's more relaxed, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened from from you know cafe to to screen, but it I, I was disappointed because yeah, he didn't sound great. But then I have heard him. Sing before, yeah, he's been yeah. in bands. He's, he's got he's bands. Got his, um, he's only got his Amanda band. Amanda Seyfried. I mean, Les Mis is one of those musicals. If you see it live on stage, you are in tears and you have chills by the end of the the show. Like mm-hmm. it's because so, the, the temperature is terrible in the theater. Yeah, you get they, like a fever. They just <laughs> <laughs> like freeze you out. <laughs> no, but I it's an incredibly um, emotional movie. And I loved Hugh Jackman in it, and there were little like Easter eggs in there, like you know the original um, Colin. Um, I don't know. I can't remember his name right now. 
But there were uh, original uh, Les Mis members in the. Uh, oh, that's cool. I liked movie. it when Hugh Jackman is in prison and suddenly those blades come out of his hand yeah. for a second. Was, and that was go, a great Easter egg. And they go Patrick right Stewart's, back in. Yeah. Patrick Stewart comes out. <laughs> but as John Luke Picard, it was so, so weird. Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway turns around and she's she's, she's Catwoman. Oh. <laughs> so weird. Meryl Streep comes in and like throws a, a Vogue magazine at her. That was so weird. <laughs> Oh my god! You guys, oh, we are running out of time. No, we're not. So, um, if you had, we're gonna go to social media. But if you had, if it started pouring down rain and you were home by yourself and it's raining, you can't go anywhere. What do you think, in the mood you're right now, that musical that you would put on? Oh, I did this recently. Hello, Dolly's on Netflix. Really? And it's um, a musical. Well, I'm I, as a kid, I was. Very obsessed with Michael Crawford. Anything right. he did, Phantom of the Opera. Right. He was in hell. I had his greatest hits. That was like my jam. I had a cassette tape of him singing. Um, and he's in Hello Dolly. And Barbara Streisand's fantastic in that. And Walter Matthau is so good. Yeah. I it's I, I love it. It's, I'd say uh for me, the sound of music or or Grease too. Mike. <laughs> Uh, I would put on uh, Howard, ha, ha, Howard Howard the ha, Duck. Howard the oh, Duck. God. I would put on uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Early Time. <gasps> oh, oh, that's, that's a good one. Uh, because um, I'm sort of in that '60s um, mood of right. For some reason, I don't really know, know why, but yeah. Uh, hey, that's you. Are that. there any other ones you want to throw out before we do our social media, Mike? That's a good question. Um, let's see. Did we mention? Did we give mention to things like a chorus line and? No, um, no. Just list them all off. Uh, stuff you love. Uh, there's like, uh, let's see, there's Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh my God. Oh, my husband would have mentioned uh, that one. He loves that. Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, he knows every Gethsemane, song. Gethsemane. Yeah. Backwards and forwards. Uh, Godspell. Um, yeah. let's see. Somebody, somebody, I think on social media earlier, somebody mentioned Fiddler, Fiddler on the oh, Roof. Yeah, uh, there's good. Little Shop of Horrors. There's yes. Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, gosh, what haven't we? We That's mentioned. a lot. I mean, I think yeah. I'm I'm really impressed by both of your knowledge, you know, of musicals and and I think you know when we when you Claudia talked to Mike to find out what he's geeky about, you you certainly found out a good one. I mean, <laughs> Yankee Doodle no, Dandy. I mean, Have you seen Yankee Doodle Dandy? Oh my gosh, Cagney? I've seen it many times. That's yeah, when we watched yeah. every Fourth of July. In my I household. used to work for a, a musical dinner theater. I, I ran their costume shop because we rented Dandy? to the yeah. I saw that they they because we were required. To go see all the shows, and it was a really small Florida dinner theater, and it was mostly for senior citizens. And so, a lot—I won't go into it because I don't have time. A lot of crazy things happen in the audience with guests. Oh, sure, <laughs> I've like, been my favorite thing is during Laca- during Lacage one time. Um, oh, did you like Lacage? Was that even a musical? That wasn't a musical. It was not. The it movie was, was not. The a movie musical. was not. No. Uh, okay, um, where um, there's this moment in the play where. Um, Oh, I can't remember what's happening, but it's this big number and the seats are like right up there on the stage that this really, really elderly gentleman by the end was so moved by the musical that he just walked on stage and was <laughs> in the show <laughs> I love with it. The, yeah. the whole cast of Lacage. It was it was absolutely fantastic. Mike, where can we find you on social media? At It's Mike Rock. All over the place. <laughs> cool. Um, that's good to know. To <laughs> no, that's all I needed to know. To uh, no, at no. Claudia Dolph across the board and follow Booze and Phaser. Sus- subscribe and please leave a review. Yes, yes, please, please. do that. And uh, please check out geekgirlauthority.com for all your nerdy news. And I'm at Audrey Kearns across the board as well. 
at Geek Girl Off on uh, Twitter. And thank you, Mike, for being with us. Um, we are going to sign off with a quote. Did you bring a quote? Uh, yes. I'll go um, first. I'll let you guys, yeah, you know, I'll let you guys uh, go last. Uh, let me pull mine up. Um, I actually now have two, and I'll tell you why. Um, because we started talking about once, and then we started talking about Glenn Hansard, Glenn Hansard <laughs> and Marquita Erglova. But um, my my first quote is was from, I was just going to end it with Mary Poppins, which was, open different doors. You may find a you that you never knew was yours. Anything can happen. So I love that quote. But actually, one of the quotes that really meant a lot to me when it happened, um, you had mentioned that they won an Oscar for once, right? Mm-hmm. So I think John Stewart was hosting, and there was that thing where Glenn Hansard was talking and everything, and then Marquita Erglova went to say something, and they started playing the, the music. The music came up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, was it John Stewart? They went to commercial. Yeah, right? And was it John Stewart? It was somebody. I don't know who it was. Who I think the it host? Was, I think it was John Stewart. Okay, so he came out, and, and the ca- they came back on after commercial, and he said, you know, we need to let her, she needs to, you know, listen to Marquita. She, the, she didn't mm-hmm. get to speak and everything. And this is what she said. She said uh, just very few words, and then she said, fair play. And this is like my Facebook quote. I've had this on since I joined Facebook, which was like, yeah, God knows how long ago. Since they won. Um, she said. Uh, <laughs> since she, Facebook won. So, yes. Uh, since She said, um, fair play to those who dare to dream and don't give up. Yeah, amazing. Aww. She said in her Oscar speech, and then that was it. I remember that moment. Yeah, I remember yeah. being watching that. And I started crying in that moment because yeah. it was it just because they – we're like deer in headlights on that stage. They're yeah. like, why are we here? Yeah. We don't understand why we're at this really glamorous thing. And then she said, fair play to those who dare to dream and don't give up. And it made me I, I think to, to, to make that even a more surreal moment, I think they had been a couple for a long time and then they, weren't anymore. Yes, yeah. they, they, that is true. So that's that got to be even weirder. They were doing that whole award circuit, um, not together anymore. Yeah. And then yeah. they continue with the swell season and, and everything. Uh, Mike. Quotes. Me? Yes. Okay. Always goes last. So I. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. We, we have a thing. We have a thing. <laughs> All right. So my first quote is uh, is from Les Misérables, but actually from Victor Hugo, okay. which is to love someone is to see the face of God. Which that's you can't beat that. No. You right? really can't beat that. And the fact that they include that. the the, uh, the the guys who created the musical included included that. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. an amazing quote. And. Um, Yes, that says a lot, right? Yes, I believe so. But to bring things more contemporary, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, um, we didn't even talk. Oh, that's not well, a movie. It's not a movie. It will be. It will be, yeah. it will be but it's not. Um, so the Schuyler sisters are singing, and uh, they sing, We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal. And then Angelica, um, the Hamilton sister in law, says, And when I meet Thomas Jefferson, I'm going to compel him to include women in the sequel, meaning the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America and the, all the papers that yeah. founded our country that don't mention women. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, you know, come on. That's, yeah. that's amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously we could go deep on that, but. I love that. That's fantastic. Nice. Um, Jonathan Frakes just tweeted me. Do you like musicals? I don't even know. But you and Claudia can talk about them. It's episode thirty-one. For God's sake, tweet. Um, I I do have this. I like uh, the, Into the Woods is one of my favorite musicals that I've seen. Um, I liked the movie. It was good. I saw it with my mom. It was sweet. 
Um, but uh, I love this lyric. Best to take the moment present as a present for the moment. Oh, nice. You guys, those are some really great quotes. Yeah, I, I really like those. I think we can go conquer the rest of our day. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for coming thank over. You. Thank you for having me, thanks, you guys. Thanks for being on the show. And we'll get you back in a second time so that you can best Kelly Bolden for sure. Oh, my God. We should have them both on. Oh, that's what we'll we should do. That would be a, a throwdown. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> thanks, Mike.